Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the September 15th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by the Security Federal Bank. They are our local community development financial institution, and they are here to serve any of your banking needs, be it for car loans, home improvement loans, mortgages, investments, Security Federal wants to see you at one of their 17 locations between Augusta, Georgia and Columbia, South Carolina. The show is also brought to you by Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, my management consulting firm. I provide services to local governments and nonprofit organizations, and you can learn more about those services at JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. Also, there is the Local Matters tab, and there on that tab, you will see uh, every episode of Local Matters that I've done. You can review any episode that you want to hear again, or you can text it or email it to those in your network who could benefit from that information. Before we get started on today's show, I want to share with you a very important event that is coming up. You know, on multiple occasions on Local Matters, we have talked about uh, the pandemic and all of the uh, problems that have come about as a result of that. I've talked about how we can protect ourselves against the evils of COVID. And there is one more thing that I want to make you aware of. And that is a forum that is going to take place this weekend. It's called a virtual COVID-19 town hall meeting. And the purpose of this is to give you an opportunity to hear from medical professionals. There'll be three doctors, Dr. Mac Bowman, Dr. Kim Thompson, and Dr. Joshua Weich. And they are going to share with you uh, information that you need to know about vaccinations and about COVID itself. It's going to take place on Saturday, September 18th, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, it will be shown on the YouTube channel of Good Shepherd Baptist Church, that is Good Shepherd Augusta. And it will also be shown on uh, the Facebook page of Good Shepherd Augusta. Saturday, September 18th, 1 p.m. Please tune in for this very informative forum so that you can learn more about how to protect yourself and your loved ones against COVID-19 and all the havoc that it has uh, caused here in Georgia, as well as across the nation and across the world. Today, we continue uh, with our presentation about uh, Augusta Technical College. As you know, you may know, this is the 60th anniversary of that institution here in the Augusta area. Thank you again for being a part of the Local Matters family, and I hope you find this program to be very informative.
On Local Matters today, uh, we have part two in our series on Augusta Technical College. If you missed last week's show, it was fabulous. We had Dr. Jermaine Worrell, who is president of Augusta Tech, and he gave us a broad overview of the school. Today, we have their provost, who is Dr. Melissa Frank Alston. She has been at Augusta Tech for a number of years, uh, and she's going to share with us some further detail about their academic programs. How are you doing today, Dr. Austin? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being with me and with our listeners. Our tradition here on Local Matters, as you've observed from some of the shows that you've listened to, is that I always ask the guests to explain a little bit about their backgrounds. I think it helps our audience connect to our guests. So if you could tell us uh, how it is that you wound up with the title of Provost at Augusta Tech, we'd appreciate it. Hey, be happy to. Well, um, I have a unique story. I believe that um, I'm one of those individuals who has stayed in the same profession for, for almost 30 years. Um, I started out um, 22, as a 22 year old with a, a bachelor's degree in anthropology and decided because I had some experiences um, in Greek life, in student activities. I had been a resident assistant in undergrad as well, and really thought that uh, higher education was a career path for me. So as a 22-year-old, I started out in residence life at uh, Fort Lewis College in uh, Durango, Colorado. I had an opportunity fresh out of college, had an um, a unique opportunity in that they took a gamble on me. Normally, uh, many positions in higher education require that you have a master's degree, um, but I had an opportunity to work as a residence life coordinator. And from there, decided, you know, after two years that I wanted to um, pursue uh, graduate level work. So I was able to go to Western Illinois University um, in, in Macomb, Illinois. And I pursued a uh, degree in uh, college student personnel. Uh, from there, I had to do an internship for my graduate program. And um, at that time, I was part of a residence life housing um, professional organization and did a internship through that particular uh, organization and landed in the summer of 1993 landed a internship with Penn State University. Um, at Penn State, I um, did that internship, loved it, uh, fell in love, you know how those things go. And so um, when things were getting serious with my now husband, um, we decided that my after graduating from um, Western Illinois that I would love to return to Penn State. And I had that opportunity to do that. Uh, worked at Penn State for a number of years and decided um, that this was a wonderful opportunity that we had uh, tuition remission. So as an employee, I could get 75% off tuition, which is a great, great deal. And so um, actually my doctorate cost less than my undergraduate and graduate um, 
schooling. Um, but anyway, we both were in the workforce education and development program um, at Penn State and I graduated in 2000, was looking for some opportunities, um, then um, had a interview with then the Medical College of Georgia and secured a position as an, an assistant dean in the College of Nursing. And as I like to joke, I'm, I'm not a nurse, but I play one on television. And I would say that to the faculty and then we would go to recruitment events because they would talk shop and myself and our director of advancement were the only two non-nursing uh, faculty at the time. But anyway, um, through that opportunity, uh, I saw uh, in 2005 that Augusta Tech was looking for a vice president for academic and student affairs applied for that position. Um, and I have been with Augusta Tech for 16 years. I just celebrated my 16th uh, anniversary last, last month. And I've had um, over the 16 years, um, various vice president positions. And um, I've been the provost um, since July of this year. Um, although I've been the executive vice president for the college, I still have the same, uh, pretty much the same responsibilities. So as a provost, I am the chief academic officer and I have oversight for many different areas. So in, in my case um, at our institution, I'm over institutional effectiveness, institutional research, uh, information technology, um, our campuses. Um, I'm also responsible for uh, the professional development of all of our employees. And one of the biggest pieces of my job is the accreditation liaison um, for, our, um, uh, for our institution, which is our, uh, the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools Commission on Colleges, otherwise known as SACCOC. So I, as you can see, have a very full, um, full plate. So I, I, every day is, is different being a provost. All right, very good. Um, in addition to that, there's one other thing about your background that I would like to point out, because uh, anytime I have someone who is a member of a Divine Nine organization, I just bring that to everybody's attention. Oh. Uh, you are a member of the Zeta Phi Beta sorority, is that correct? Yes, I pledged, of course, I already told you, you know, have been in uh, higher ed for 30 years. So everyone pretty much knows my age by now, but that's okay. Uh, I have been uh, part of the Xi Epsilon chapter of Zeta Phi Beta sorority. Um, I pledged many, many moons ago at Northwestern State University in Louisiana. And um, I was the basilisk um, at, for my chapter, which is, you know, for our viewers, um, president of my sorority. In fact, um, it's those experiences like uh, sororities and fraternities, Greek life, uh, student government. That's really um, what really got me interested in higher education. So I, I love that, that, you know, the sisterhood for all of the sororities and fraternities, but uh, obviously Zeta Phi Beta is special to my heart. All right. Very good. Well, uh, thank you so much for your personal background. Now we'll roll into um, this thing called the Technical College System of Georgia. Uh, sounds like a fancy term. Tell me what that means. <laughs> okay. 
So um, we are part of the Technical College System of Georgia, which is comprised of 22 colleges. And what's unique about um, TCSG is that we have a standardized curriculum. So if I'm a welding and joining technology student um, here at Augusta Tech, if I decide to go to uh, Chattahoochee Tech in Atlanta, that curriculum is going to be the same. So that's what's unique about our system. Uh, prior to the, the pandemic, uh, we would meet regularly. We make decisions uh, as a system. And so during the pandemic, of course, we have been like everyone else, we've been working um, via Zoom or WebEx meetings, um, but we, we make decisions together. So um, through the, the technical college system, um, one of the other unique opportunities for our students to know is that uh, we have a, a warranty, which is a guarantee on our education. Um, Really what that means is that if a student graduates from Augusta Tech or any of the, the, the colleges within the Technical College System of Georgia, if that student graduates, goes out into the workforce and that individual's employer feels as though that particular graduate doesn't meet the competencies of the job, that employer can write a letter to me as the provost on their letterhead indicating that this you know, graduate is, is not up to par. And what Augusta Tech's responsibility is, is to uh, re-educate that particular uh, individual at no cost to the student and no cost to the employer. And I have to say in the 16 years that I've been here, um, we have had maybe three cases. Um, and then I also want to point out that this also um, is also applicable to students um, or graduates for uh, certification exams. And so that's within 18 months of graduating from Augusta Tech. Okay. Wow. Uh, so satisfaction guaranteed. So if that, tell me what happens, what do you, what's the next step if you get one of those letters? So the next step is I would, um, I would meet with the Dean and the faculty and we would look at that individual's schedule and try to have either uh, we do some kind of remediation with that individual or we look at the current offerings that we have. Um, and that person would just come to class like a, an, like the students in, that are enrolled in that class. Um, but for the most part, we try to do some type of remediation that's more one-on-one. -on -one. But like I said, you know, we really haven't had um, that many, three in, in my 16 years. Okay. That's great. And that's great that that opportunity is there, but folks have only exercised it three times. All right. As you we think about technical education, you know, with Dr. World, we talked some about how that's changed over the 60 years that Augusta Tech has been around. Uh, can you talk some now in terms of what the top programs are, what, what, what programs your students are pursuing? Sure. I think first, I just want to point out that we have six academic schools. We have um, a School of Arts and Sciences, a School of Aviation, Industrial and Engineering Technology, a School of Business, um, the School of Cyber and Design Media, the School of Health Sciences, 
and the School of Public and Professional Services. Um, and of course, we teach at four locations and at the Georgia Cyber Center in downtown Augusta. Um, so we have over 130 programs of study, and, and that's quite a bit, but we're, we're counting um, the programs as they are offered as a certificate, a diploma, or as a, um, an associate degree. So looking at some of our top programs, uh, of course, I mentioned the Georgia Cyber Center. Uh, we have seen an increase, a booming increase of interest with uh, cyber and cybersecurity programs. Um, so that's obviously one of our top programs. Um, we also work with our partnership with the uh, IBEW, uh, the union, the um, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. So um, those students are in the residential commercial wiring apprenticeship program. Um, healthcare, of course, is big in Augusta. So we have a number of, of top um, enrolled programs like our healthcare assistant program, medical assisting. Um, welding and joining is huge. Um, we offer that in, on many of our campuses uh, and we have wait lists because it's such a popular program. And then of course we have some business programs like our business management programs and business administration programs. And then I would say lastly would be our cosmetology program. Um, so as you can see, there's a lot of diversity in, in those programs. All right, that is excellent. And um, with those programs, uh, tell me about placement. Do, do your students typically find it's pretty easy to find employment in the areas that they choose? Most definitely. I think that's one of the things that we try to market and <clears throat> boast that we have, excuse me, we have a great placement rate at the college. Um, most of our students, um, I would say about 98% of our students are placed either in field or they're pursuing um, their education. Um, I don't know if you've seen some of the uh, recent um, marketing um, that we did with um, Augusta University. We just signed an articulation agreement with Augusta University with our cyber um, security program. So if students finish the um, Associate of Applied Science with us, they can go to Augusta University um, for their bachelor's of uh, information technology or information um, technology um, bachelor's degree. So there's some opportunities and we're working on a couple of other different um, pathways um, for our students. But for the most part, our students tend to stay local. Uh, they, they tend to get jobs in our service area. And of course our service area is um, uh, Augusta, Augusta, Richmond County, um, Lincoln County, McDuffie, Burke County and Columbia County. All right, and again, that was 98%? 98%, and we're, we're wow. saying percent because it's either in field or um, they're pursuing um, either at another, um, going to a year yeah. Either pursuing further education or uh, going directly into the workforce, 98%. That is a tremendous percentage. So um, uh, that is to say that the time and investment that a student may make at Augusta Tech pays off almost all the time. Absolutely. 
Exactly. And we're always talking to students and parents in particular um, about um, just how affordable we are. Um, we have a tuition that's $100 per credit hour. Um, so it's extremely affordable. And for our dual enrollment students, um, it's free. So they don't have to pay for um, tuition or books. So that's, that's another great opportunity. Um, I'm always telling young people, in particular um, dual enrollment um, age students, that I have a personal story. Um, uh, my uh, oldest daughter uh, was a dual enrollment student here at Augusta Technical College. And at the time, uh, dual enrollment consisted of ninth through 12th graders who could um, look at that opportunity. Um, now the, the legislation is for 11th and 12th graders. But at the time she took courses here, many of her general education courses and was able to secure 30 credit hours um, while she was in high school. And she is graduating a year early from college. She attends college at Mary Baldwin University in Virginia. And um, it's just a wonderful opportunity for her to graduate early and start her career. She's going to be a Naval officer when she graduates in May. And as a parent, um, it's wonderful because uh, Mary Baldwin's tuition is $40,000 a year. And so that's a 40,000 I don't have to pay. So I'm very excited about that. My husband and I are very, very excited about that part. That is excellent. That is absolutely excellent. And as you talk about dual enrollment, um, you mentioned it is for 11th and 12th graders now. Um, yes. And is that any school in your service area? If a student attends any high school in your service area, they would be able to enroll at Augusta Tech? Absolutely. They will work with their high school counselor and work with our admissions office. Um, one thing I do want to point out, we have been doing dual enrollment for a number of years. Um, for example, we've had a partnership with A.R. Johnson for over almost 30, 30 years. Um, we've been offering our pharmacy technology program. And then um, in 2018, we uh, formed a, um, a partnership with the Richmond County Cyber Academy. And those students um, have the opportunity to take some of our cyber and cyber related programs and certificates. And they take those courses with our, our students uh, um, at the Georgia Cyber Center. All right, very good. And for all the wonderful offerings that you have, what does a prospective student need to do to take advantage of those programs? Well, they can definitely go to our website, um, which is augustatech.edu and go to an uh, admissions um, website. There is a um, area for first time college students, as well as you know, for transient students uh, or students who are transferring from another institution. But one thing I, I just want to point out, um, during the pandemic, the um, technical college system of Georgia and all of its colleges have suspended the placement test. And, and you have probably heard of this uh, nationwide. Um, and so that applies to all, all students except for uh, dual enrollment. And uh, we have a um, basic law enforcement academy here at the college. So 
other than those two special populations, um, we, we don't test um, for, uh, for, for, for now. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going to be the future of that, but currently um, our students just can just go um, to the admissions uh, website, apply, and um, if they have any questions, they can always call um, Augusta Tech. Our uh, admissions phone number is 706-771-4028. Okay, and um, application, I mean, do you all reject anybody or can anybody uh, who wants to start classes there? Yes, we will accept all students who want to um, be enrolled. Now we do have, of course, with some of our health programs, we have competitive programs um, that have special you know, requirements. So obviously those students are, can put in an application, they have to take certain uh, prerequisites depending on what the, uh, the health program is. Um, and then they will be uh, reviewed by our admission staff. All right, very good, very good. Now, after all of your years of working there at Augusta Tech and seeing all the changes, are there uh, any particular things that you are just proud of uh, in terms of how you've seen the terms of student success stories? Uh, tell me what it is that just keeps you excited about being at Augusta Tech. I think our students in particular, we have such a diverse student population. We, you know, we've been talking about dual enrollment students. I, I didn't even talk about our military students, you know, with the, the connection that we have with Fort Gordon and, um, you know, their dependents or um, students who are retired. Um, we have um, students who we call reverse transfers. So, um, ex for example, if there are individuals who've attended a four-year uh, institution and either have finished, you know, obtaining their bachelor's degree um, or has taken some college credit, they decide that they want to, you know, get additional education and training through the technical college. We have a number of students uh, that we see here. So I guess I, of any place that I've worked, and I've, I've worked, as you can see in, in um, my background, so many different places. This is very, very diverse. And then, of course, uh, we're very diverse as far as um, the, 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 the uh, demographics of our students. Uh, we are a predominantly Black institution. And um, one of the things that I'm very proud of is that um, once we were able to secure some funding as being a predominantly black institution, and you know, I was able to work with our faculty, staff, administrators, business and uh, industry leaders in securing over $8 million onto the college since 2010. And so I'm very, very proud of that. Um, I'm very proud of, of our faculty who are top notch, our staff who are top notch. Um, and I think, especially when we look at um, our um, student satisfaction uh, surveys, the students feel a great appreciation, especially for our faculty, because they're, as I said, they're top notch, but they're also, they believe in technical education. They believe in our students and have that one-on-one -on -one connection with our students. So I'm so proud of different things, but I would say, 
all of these things in combination is is what keeps me keeps me going and gives me motivation and of course great but uh let me just say i cannot um uh forget our academic leaders our deans um they're wonderful and then I, i have a wonderful associate um vice president of research and technology so and, and wonderful staff so i just want to give them that, that plug <laughs> all right thank you so much uh, you all certainly have much to celebrate at augusta tech and we know that none of those celebrations are possible without all the people that you just highlighted so it takes a community of administrators faculty members and um, engage students really to pull all of that off. So uh, we're just extraordinarily proud to have Augusta Tech in our community uh, with so much to offer. Um, and it's one of those things that helps Augusta continue to thrive. So thanks so much for all of the work you do there at Augusta Tech. Thank you for having me today. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.